The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. From preps to pros and everything in between, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Live from the Lee Company Studio. With the Hall of Famer, Mo Patton, here's Chris Yad. Welcome in. It's Thursday, and we are coming to you live from the Lee Company studio in the Front Porch Sports headquarters of WKOM 101.7 FM. And welcome in to our friends down at WZYX, The Eagle. Glad to have you all along with us on this fantastic and beautiful thursday afternoon seven minutes past the hour i'm chris yow joined by mo Patton, and of course jp plant we are internless it's sad but it's okay we'll make it they all leave the nest sooner or later sooner or later and that's a, that we're fine with it it's, it's okay i'm okay I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> Seriously, fellas, what's going on? It's it's Thursday, and it's uh, it's that means it's Friday Eve, and that's really what matters. I'm Can good I, with that. I'm, I'm I am too. I'm I'm ready for Friday Eve. I'm ready for Friday and everything that comes after that. Same. And this week going to be fun. Heading down to Alabama. To see the folks and nieces and all that. Called my mom today to make sure that, hey, I'm, I'm coming down. She's like, oh, man, them girls are going to be so excited. Um, yeah, to see Charlie. <laughs> Except my my youngest niece really loves me. She's like, oh, Uncle Chris is coming. Uncle Chris, she doesn't care. She's like, she wants to see Charlie, but she's like, hey, Uncle Chris. And I'm like, yes, you're, you're my favorite. Well, you're my favorite niece. I can just tell you, you should probably get used to that. That Charlie's, Charlie Charlie's thing, dad because it, it's going to happen a lot more, way more. Yeah, that's your new name now, Charlie's dad. We got uh, got a lot to get to today, and I mean a lot. It's it's a jam packed show. It's a lot going on. There's a lot that has happened in the last twenty four, twenty two hours, twenty six. <laughs> Yeah, ish. Hours, yeah. And, and and we're really not even in a position to tell you everything that has happened. No. No, we're not. But we will be. We will be. And when we do, mm-hmm. it's going to be like a, you dropped the bomb on me. Don't. No, you don't. You know, that was the number one song in Afghanistan for like four years. <laughs> Dad jokes. Dad jokes are terrible. Oh, man. JP is running the board and the video today, which means he is all busy. Busy as a bee, and we appreciate it. Buzz, buzz. 
that's all he says for the whole show. He's ever, just he's gonna like drop in and be like buzz buzz. <laughs> what? Huh? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> just up out of nowhere. It's just buzz buzz. What? Huh? What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh man! But yeah, seriously, ton to get to today. We we will continue our. Uh, college football previews today. We've got the Ohio Valley Conference, which features um, Tennessee State and Tennessee Tech and Tennessee Martin, uh, Murray State, and not Eastern Kentucky or JSU. <laughs> they said deuces. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, when they, much like Oklahoma and Texas, they kind of just dipped. And they were like, it came out of nowhere, and boom. Well, done. here's the thing: they gone. they they said they were leaving, and then they left. I mean, yeah. we still don't know how long Oklahoma and Texas are going to be hanging out after the divorce papers have been served. You yeah, know? <laughs> and and they have been served, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so. uh, yeah. This, but yeah, JSU and Awkward. EKU are not will not be part of this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk a lot about that. We will visit with um, Edward Allen Marlowe of WKDZ Radio to talk LVC. We'll talk with John Glennon to talk a little Titans and and Tannehill and everything else that goes along with that. We're also going to talk some high school football, obviously, for our our previews our, our, continue. Our listeners at the Eagle. Yeah. 94.5. We're going to be previewing your Rebels. FC. Franklin <clears throat> County. So we will get to them in the second hour, so stick around for that. We've got Landon Seacrest of Seaco Sports and uh, Spring Hill graduate joining us in uh, the next segment to talk about the NBA draft that's tonight. And, of course, we've got two Braves games to talk about. So one good, one bad. I think we're going to focus on the latter. <laughs> Well, I think we can focus on one person and be good. Uh, <laughs> so there's that. So we'll get to all of that in the show. But first, top stories. Breaking news yesterday. Zion Christian Academy has now officially uh, given notice to their 2021 scheduled opponents that they will not be competing in 11-man football and will instead assume the schedule of Riverside Christian in eight-man football and will play was it seven games that they have on the schedule and hopefully an eighth at some point. But they will play eight-man football. And I'll tell you, I don't know a whole lot about eight-man football. The next... Eight-man football game I see will be my first eight-man football game, and I imagine that will be August 14th <laughs> when the Zion Eagles travel to South Haven Christian School in Springfield. There you go. So they will play, according to this schedule, which is a seven-game schedule on our website at sm-tnsports.com. There's an eighth-game possible for them but they've got seven games scheduled three at home four on the road their first one is a road game their last three are road games in the middle they've got home games on august 20th against franklin classical school august 27th against providence christian and september 10th against franklin christian so seems i mean 
<clears throat> I'll be interested. I, I've seen eight-man football before. I'm interested to see how this plays out for Zion Christian. I think that as far as the numbers are concerned, it's the best thing for their program. I mean, you're talking about having 14 kids and three of them have never played organized football before. So, 11 kids, really, can't play both. You, you, you can't play the schedule that they had set out and feel like those kids are going to be safe doing so. So, therefore, this was the best move for them, and I, I hope it works out. I hope, they, I hope this helps them get their numbers up. Yeah, I mean, that, that, those are the two things. You hope that they can – take a step back to take a few steps forward. Maybe they can take a step back, increase their participation, and get back to the 11-man level, which I think is where they would like to be. Um, and, you know, as, as Zion officials have said, the, the, the safety of their athletes is paramount. And as you said, with 14 players, three of whom had never played organized football, uh, getting ready to play folks like, you know, Richland and Mount Pleasant and Summertown and Eagleville, people like that, um, certainly had the potential to have some safety issues. Right. And so I'm not, I'm not at all. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm upset because obviously there are now nine teams that are looking for games. There are nine teams that are, in all likelihood, eight going to have going to be short. I mean, sitting here on July 29th, the possibility of finding there's games a, there's a possibility for one or two of them to either play each other or play the team that's looking for a game on September 24th or October 1st. The three teams that are off on September 24th are uh, First Assembly, Richland, and Summertown. Richland and Summertown already play each other, but I don't see any reason why they couldn't play each other again. So that's, home and home. <laughs> they do it in the NFL. Why not? I mean, one of them just wouldn't count for the region. It would be the second, you know, that 20, that September 24th game just wouldn't count against the region schedule. And, it's a chance to, you know, work on what you, you know, what you saw in game one. Yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, I they mean, were, they were scheduled to play Grace Christian in their opener um, at Zion, then go to Richland, then play consecutive home games against Mount Pleasant, Eagleville, and Summertown, then play on the road at First Assembly Christian, at Grundy County, and at Wayne County. That Wayne County game was scheduled to be Wayne County Senior Night. Ooh, and tough. then they were supposed to close the season against Cornersville. So, you're talking about – you're talking about six or seven teams that, that have got shots at postseason play on that schedule. So, yeah, and, and, and the and idea of going up against them with three reserves – Not a good idea. Yeah, so – Good call, I think. That's just my opinion. Get get the numbers up, and then perhaps an 11-man team would be something that you can look at in the future. And I, and I hope they get back there. I really do. 
Um, let's we, we're sitting speaking of late in the game. Mm-hmm. Find out yesterday that Hampshire is now looking for a girls basketball coach. Uh, so we we we've found out that one is looking and one has been hired. So we'll tell you about that hire a little later after we get it up on the website. Yeah, we're gonna keep that one close to the chest. Yeah, but Hampshire girls basketball coach Ronnie Brewer taking uh, an assistant principal's job at East Hickman, leaving the Lady Hawks coachless. Coachless for the moment. So, so yeah, um, that's a team that. Went 16 and 9 last year, 19 and 8 the year before under Brewer. Um, had some success, gotten into the region tournament the last three years now, and looking to try to continue that with a nice nucleus out there. So um, they'll be trying to get that position filled and hopefully keep rolling. So, as as you mentioned here, uh, Kalioka girls search is over. We hope. We hope. But we're going to say that it, it just hasn't been announced yet. So, right. Ditto for Spring Hill. Uh, Spring Hill, same. And then Columbia Central softball could be it, – it, it could be a while. Mm-hmm. I mean, they've, they've got at least a couple of months that they can take uh, to try and fill that position. Braden Moore, Christ Presbyterian uh, shooting guard, senior, headed to Rutgers. Interesting choice. Very, I, I think so. Um, number seven prospect in Tennessee, six eight two ten, shot thirty eight percent from three last year. Again, six eight two ten, shot thirty eight percent from. Three. He was deadly against CA in that Friday night game. Average eighteen point five points a game. I, I can't imagine that, because it looked like every time I saw him, it was twenty five thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Anyway, um, also eight rebounds, and again, 38% from three. Uh, had offers from Kansas, Notre Dame, West Virginia, Arkansas, Georgetown, Auburn, Arizona State, St. John's, Georgia Tech, among three dozen or so offers. Those are some big names. I mean, you don't yeah. just turn Kansas down, but right now you don't know what conference Kansas is going to be in, so – but you know what conference Rutgers is going to be in. Well, you, they're going to be in a Power Five conference probably. I don't know what Kansas is going to do. I couldn't tell you. Indications um, were that he had narrowed things down to Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Rutgers. So he, must he really likes like the being Big cold Ten and being cold. Apparently. I guess. Yeah. Um, visited all three of those last month when it wasn't as cold, but settled on. That's how they, they get you. They get you to visit in the summer where it's real nice. You're like, man, this is way better than Tennessee. Until it's, you know, December. Uh, yeah. Um, so, he was going to the Big Ten. He's a Scarlet Knight. And we'll see what happens with that. And finally, tomorrow, some scrimmages. Some at, River, at Riverdale, Overton at Independence. Columbia Central goes down to Lawrence County. Hickman County is at Columbia Academy. Spring Hill travels to Lebanon. Huntland will be at Richland. And Mount Pleasant is at Cornersville. Those are tomorrow's scrimmages for high school football. We'll give you that schedule one more time tomorrow during the show. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of schedules, JP, might as well give them the rundown. This is the rundown. The 
Thursday Rundown is brought to you by Barry B. Coble of Crest Point Wealth Management. She offers personalized wealth management strategies for clients based on where you are in your financial journey. Go see Barry at Crest Point Wealth Management, 700 North Main Street in Columbia. Securities offered through registered representatives of Cambridge Investment Research, Inc., a broker-dealer member, FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services are offered through Cambridge Investment Research Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Crest Point Wealth Management and Cambridge are not affiliated. Baseball action of area interest on Wednesday. The Indians defeated the Cardinals 7-2. It was the Brewers 7, the Pirates 3, the Mets edge, the Braves 2-1, and the Reds 8, the Cubs 2. In Thursday action today already, the Atlanta Braves defeat the New York Mets by a score of 6-3. to three. That's uh, always good when the Braves can get a win over the Mets. The Reds and Cubs are currently in the top of the ninth, and the Reds lead 7-3 to three over Chicago with two outs. In Thursday activity... The NBA draft is scheduled for tonight. Um, Pre-draft coverage begins on ESPN at 6.30. The draft itself begins at 7, will be shown on both ESPN and ABC. In Olympic basketball action, if you stay up, uh, there may be on TV, it may not be, I don't know. Team USA and Japan play women's basketball at 3.40 a.m., uh, this coming Friday morning, and then stick around because baseball takes on Israel, Team USA and Israel, at 5 a.m. also Friday morning. So that's going to do it for your Thursday rundown. Brought to you by Barry B. Cobo at Crest Point Wealth Management on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. All right, let's talk to Landon Seacrest on the other side of the break, so stick around. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We will be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. you've always wanted it's southern middle tennessee sports today from preps to pros live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow 
Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, approaching the bottom of hour number one. Happy to have you with us here on this Thursday edition of the show down in Franklin County, WZYX 94.5 The Eagle. We come to you from the Lee Company studio in the Front Porch Sports Headquarters of WKOM 1017 FM. Breaking news, Mo. Yeah, before we get to our segment two guests, um, friend of the show, Jeff Duncan, brought to my attention that... Um, as we were talking about Braden Moore. As we were talking about CPA slash Rutgers commit Braden Moore, a longtime CPA boys basketball coach Drew Maddox has announced his resignation this afternoon. Um Reading again from his Facebook post, Drew is following a new calling in the business sector and will serve as Executive Vice President of People Development with Dufresne Spencer Group. Current Associate Head Coach Kevin Maggard will be will begin as the interim head varsity boys basketball coach for the Lions on August 11th. He has spent the past three years with Maddox, the CPA boys varsity basketball team, and has over 15 years coaching experience and believes in the purpose of transforming lives for the gospel through athletics. So, um, Drew's Drew. quote. Um, Drew's quote, there are not enough words to express the deep level of gratitude I have to the leadership, staff, community, and families associated with this special place. I've experienced individual growth, gained invaluable relationships, and enjoyed some of life's greatest moments because of my opportunity to be a part of this ministry. One of the greatest joys of my life has been coaching the CPA lines, and I will forever cherish our memories. I am better because of being your coach. That's pretty cool. Um, former Good Pasture standout, former Vanderbilt standout, um, and longtime Christ Presbyterian boys basketball coach Drew Maddox, moving away from that. So there you go. That's interesting, right it, there. It really is. Um, you know, still a relatively young guy. A lot, you know, a lot that he can do in this next phase. So, looking forward to seeing what that is. No doubt. We go to the phone lines now as Landon Seacrest of Seco Sports joins us on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. And we're going to talk a little NBA draft. And be honest with you, Landon, the first thing that I need to ask you is not what Mo thinks I want to ask. Because I just saw you just retweeted this, man. The Lakers and Wizards are in talks on a what Russell Westbrook to LA trade? Yes, they are. I just saw that on Twitter and I am speechless at this moment because I knew a trade was gonna happen, but I did not know that the Los Angeles Lakers would get involved at something to this magnitude, getting Russell Westbrook. If Russell Westbrook's gone, you gotta think that Bradley Bill is gonna be on the move tonight too. So it's just gonna get crazier and crazier. Man, that's that is something. I mean, to be honest with you, we knew the Lakers wanted somebody dynamic to to go with that, uh, you know, that Anthony Davis, LeBron James. But boy, Russ, Russell Westbrook in, in a Laker uniform would just be detrimental to my mental health. <laughs> I, are there enough basketballs to go around with Westbrook? <laughs> AD and LeBron on the court at the same time. Yep, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, too. Um, I am trying to find the tweet 
Landon because I, I scrolled away from it and, and I never can find that stuff again. But apparently the 76ers made the Warriors an offer trying to get their number seven and number 14 along with um, some players in exchange for Ben Wallace. Are you, are, are you familiar with that offer at all? Yes, yes. They offered, I believe it was Andrew Wiggins, James Wiseman, number seven pick, the number 14 pick in this draft, and a future pick for Ben Simmons and the 76ers declined. So that wow. seventy sixers the seventy sixers declined that the Warriors well, offered all that for Ben Simmons no 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 the, okay. that's what the that's what the seventy sixers wanted oh. in return oh for okay and the Warriors declined it yeah okay yes, all right Warriors all declined. right thank you okay I, I feel better <laughs> Cause, uh, yeah because that would have been yeah because I, I think if you're Philadelphia <laughs> and you had the opportunity to make that move. Is, you you do, but is I, Ben Simmons on the block? Because honestly, it feels like he's kind of gotten some the cold shoulder out in Philly. Yeah, I, I really do think he's on the block. I just don't know who's really going to be a taker at this point. His playoff performance and all of the slander he got during the series with Atlanta. We just don't know what the perception of him is from other teams around the league. Do they think he's really still in? All NBA All Star type player, or do they think he's pretty much garbage because of the way he played in the playoffs? So that's something that the 76ers are going to have to try and balance when they're looking for trade offers. Doesn't the truth lie somewhere in the middle of that? Yeah, I think so. Often players have bad series. I don't think you can trade someone based off of one bad series, but it looks like that's what they're going to do, basing it off of just the Atlanta series, how poorly he played. But I know Ben Simmons is a pretty solid player, and he's going to produce if he gets traded. I think he's going to have a breakout season wherever he goes. Speaking with Landon Seacrest of Seaco Sports, talking NBA draft right now. And uh, Landon, we, you know, I saw that you had gotten uh, or you've posted a Twitter on Twitter that uh, you can – hear your mock draft and so since we're here who you got number one i think everyone has detroit taking Cade cunningham at this point it's a no-brainer in my opinion he's definitely the best player in this draft come on man you're just gonna go with the the, the crowd huh it's gonna go yeah, with the crowd. Yeah. hey if the crowd I, is I right okay so who's number two then I, I wanted I wanted Houston to go with Evan Mobley. They have Christian Wood, and I think getting Twin Towers, that'd be a good look for them. But I really think they're going to go Jalen Green now. They've been looking to add dy- dynamic backcourt mates to John Wall and Kevin Porter Jr. I think they're going to add Jalen Green. He's definitely one of those players. He's modeled after Zach Levine, an explosive guard in the backcourt. Give us the rest of – your top 10. All right. With Cleveland, I have them taking Evan Mobley since Houston will pass on them. Toronto taking Jalen Suggs. You know, Kyle Lowry might possibly be on the move. They're going to look to replace somebody in that guard slot. Orlando is going to keep taking long, lanky, versatile forwards. They're going to go with Scotty Barnes out of Florida State. Oklahoma City at six is going to go with James Booknight out of UConn, he's a two-guard that can really score. 
at seven, Golden State, it's really a mystery what they're going to do. If they're going to package it in a trade offer like we talked about before, I have them taking Jonathan Kaminga. He's the best prospect available at that point. Orlando at number eight, I have them taking Moses Moody out of Arkansas. He's a forward, can really score. Franz Wagner at number nine going to Sacramento. He's a versatile forward. Again, they can score, can fill it up on the offensive end. And then rounding out the top ten, the Memphis Grizzlies, I have them selecting the first international prospect of this draft, Josh Giddy from the New Zealand Basketball League. He's a point guard. He's pretty tall, and I think he's a bit of a mystery, but the Grizzlies are going to take a gamble on him at number 10. Um, speaking with Landon Seacrest of Seaco Sports regarding tonight's NBA draft, again, pre-draft coverage begins at 6.30 on ESPN. The draft starts at 7 on both ABC and ESPN. Uh, locally, Landon, former Web School standout, former UT standout, Keon Johnson. How high does he go? I really was looking for a place for him to go in the lottery, but there's so many good players in that back of the lottery slot from picks 11 to 14. I just don't see him really getting into the lottery. But in picks 15 to 19, I can definitely see a place for Keon to go. Maybe at OKC, number 16, or number 18 to have another pick. I really want to see him land with OKC, but I feel like he's going to go between the 15 to 20 range. And what about Jaden Springer, the other UT guard? Jaden Springer, I, I've heard a lot of pros, uh, a lot of NBA scouts are really high on him because he has defensive potential and he really has offensive potential on both ends of the court. I see him going in the later first round. Teams like Phoenix picking at the very end, Utah pick range from twenty-seven to thirty. I can see him landing somewhere in there. There you have it. I, I, I'm really excited. What's going to be the big surprise of the night? Do you think there's a big trade coming? I mean, yeah, obviously, we're, ta we're talking about Russell Westbrook. We're talking about Ben Simmons. Uh, something's going to happen and just throw a wrench in everything, right? Yes. I, I really think that Golden State is going to shake it up. Whoever they're going to draft, they're going to pick someone that they weren't expecting or they're going to package those picks to maybe get a superstar that nobody knew was coming it might not even be Bradley Bill it might be someone that they've been watching and nobody knows about so that's going to be something to watch and monitor as the draft progresses tonight what's going to go on with the Golden State Warriors you know Landon Atlanta um, makes it to the NBA Eastern Finals they are sitting there with the number 20 pick overall how do you see them fortifying themselves to kind of build on that momentum from this past off uh, postseason well, like like you said, Atlanta made that surprise run, and a lot of teams are going to be looking to really pick that player that's going to get them over the top. Since you saw Atlanta and Phoenix make surprise runs into the playoffs this year, I really see the Hawks adding a young point guard, a young guard to add to the backcourt. They really have Lou Williams, who's a bit older, and Chris Dunn, who's a bit of a raw prospect. He really hasn't shown and lived up to his hype that he was drafted a few years ago. So I think they go with somebody like Josh Primo out of Alabama to back up Trey Young in the guard spot. I think they're pretty good on the wing and in the front court. I would agree with that completely. Landon Seekers of Seco Sports talking NBA draft. That NBA draft is tonight. You can watch it on E. Uh, ABC ESPN pre-draft coverage at uh, 6.30 on ESPN. 
The draft begins at 7. You can see it on ABC. Landon, thanks so much for taking some time with us today, man. Have you got anything else? Yeah, before we let Landon go, Landon, you put up a mock draft. You you gave us your top ten. Where can everybody find your mock draft? My mock draft will be posted on my Twitter feed, Seco on Sports on Twitter. I'll be responding to all of the picks to see if I am accurate with all my predictions to see my opinions. You can follow me on Twitter. At S-E-C-O-O-N-S-P-O-R-T-S, Seco on Sports. Landon, again, thank you, man. We appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, I guess we can just tell you this before we get (laughs) out of here. Brett McMurphy, Sam Conn Jr., everyone. Everyone. Everyone has now, as we told you, the un- 14 to nothing the unanimous vote of the southeastern conference <laughs> to invite oklahoma and texas uh so there you go 14 to nothing can't believe it that includes can't imagine that includes texas a&m and lsu and missouri and, and arkansas everybody else. everybody else said yes come on there we go there. um wow i'm not surprised you're not surprised we told you we told you that was going to happen so Nicole Arbeck, two notes. Yes, of course, the vote was going to end up being unanimous. And no, no one expects that it'll take until 25 for us to see Oklahoma and Texas competing in the SEC. There you go. That's that exactly what we told you here yesterday. For a lot less money. <laughs> All right. When we come back, it's Braves and Sounds. Let's talk a little baseball. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, returning to the Lee Company studio right after this. Stick around. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already... It will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. When the Braves play, Chris and Mo are talking about it. Yeah, that's trash can juice. Speak for yourself. For better or worse, on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Back to the Lee Company studio. Yep, they're fans too. Here's Chris and Mo. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint, coming to you from the Lee Company studio in the front porch sports headquarters of WKOM 101.7 FM and WZYX 94.5 The Eagle. It's 
It's been a good day if you're a Braves fan. It's been a good week if you're Austin Riley. Because, <laughs> jeez. Uh, Braves go 5-4 and four over the nine-game road, uh, road trip and come out ahead of the Mets 3-2 in that five-game series. Now standing four games back of the lead, the the division leading Mets, but still yet to eclipse five hundred. At no point in those nine games that they win consecutive games, none. But they didn't. But they lose. won more than they lost. Well, they didn't lose consecutive games, so I mean, there you go. I don't know. At, <laughs> at some point, though, they're going to have to win. At least they're gonna two in have a row, to put right? A, they're going to have to put a streak together to um, to close the gap on the Mets because I don't think the Mets are going to come back to them, you know? Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. The Mets have not been great lately. The Mets haven't been great <laughs> But they've lately. not been great all year, and they're still the division-leading Mets. Right. So there's that. And here's the thing. First off – before we do anything else. This segment is brought to you by Zion Christian Academy, and we're going to talk Braves throughout this Zion Christian Academy segment. But first, we need to tell you that ZionEagles.org or 931-388-5731. That's 931-388-5731. And ZionEagles.org is the way to schedule your appointment for a tour today in the event you want to play some eight-man football. It's a fun game. You can... Throw it around. Well, I mean, lots of throwing. It's it's virtually the same space, and three fewer people. Yeah, well, it's, it's eighty yards instead of a hundred, but yes. Okay, but I mean, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah, the width is the same, and that's I mean, yeah, that's a lot of space to cover. So <laughs> when if if you've got some speed and you can get the corner, you can make some big plays. There you go. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I am too. But let's talk about Austin Riley. Let's do. This guy has been just hitting the cover off the ball. Hotter than fish grease. So he got four home runs in the last three games? Does that sound right? One today, two yesterday, and then – no, two two days ago. He had the grand slam and the solo in the same game. Right, in the Tuesday night game. Yes. And one yesterday. One yesterday, one, one today. today. So, yeah, four in, four in his last three games. My goodness. And today he was had a, had another RBI single. Yeah. Uh, I think he went three for three. I think he hey, finally he, went three for four. I think he, he was retired in his final at bat. Well, uh, that's but, yeah. right, because I said they finally got him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But his month has just been insane. In July, 28 hits, eight home runs, 23 ribbies, and he's hit 322. Uh, in the month. So that's a solid month of July. Here's the thing is the Braves have got the two best hitters in the National League in the entire month of July and still can't put it together. The offense has just been so inconsistent. I mean, they win 6-3 yesterday. They lose 2-1. They won 6-3 today. They lose 2-1 yesterday. They win 12-5 Tuesday night. And then what was it? They won two to nothing and lost one to nothing. 
in the doubleheader on Monday? Yeah. So, I mean, they scored two runs in 14 innings on Monday. Couldn't even spread those out. <sighs> yeah. It, it, it's, it's troubling. And what's troubling about it is, again, you're getting starting pitching that's sufficient to win ball games consistently. Your offense is a little sporadic, and your bullpen is – What's not, not dependable. What's frustrating is when the offense is on fire and the pitching is meh. Meh. But not bad enough to lose because the offense is on fire. But when the offense can't hit, our pitching seems to be as dominant as anybody in the country. So I just I just don't and, get and it. What's crazy is like you know, Tuesday night when, when you've got Charlie Morton going is when you decide to go out and score 12 runs. Right. I mean – Charlie doesn't need all those runs. That's what we said. We, You know, score 12 when Bryce Wilson is pitching. <laughs> you know? Mm. Although he pitched well in the second game of that doubleheader. We lost one nothing. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he pitched as well as you could in this series too. So, I, I, it's just – it's – it's so frustrating because this team can be so good. Like Peter Moylan said, you know, this Braves team is good, y'all. And I said, yeah, but tomorrow's team's going to stink because they're two different teams. And I saw something somewhere. I think they are 16 and 19 in one-run games this year. Last year they were 28 and 16. Is that right? Last year or was it the year before? That they were twenty eight and sixteen. No, they were twenty eight and sixteen last year. I know that doesn't sound right because we only played sixty games. Sixty games, but every game it felt like we were walking it off. And it's just insane to me how this has with so many of the same regressed guys. with so many of the same. But it's all the bullpen. The bullpen is is exactly the same. I mean, almost identical, other than Enoa isn't. In it, both and Martin Enoa, Lanson isn't. Both Enoa and Darno on rehab assignments. They now? are on rehab assignments, so we should get them back here soon. And as Chip told you, getting, <laughs> getting Darno back at the trade deadline is like making a trade and not losing anybody. Because I can tell you, either either Kevin Smith or Vote or whoever or both of them will not be on the roster the day that. Travis Darno comes Cert- back. Certainly Kevin Smith. Neither Kevin one Kevin with guys. an A. Just the, for the, that the fact former, The former Pitt quarterback. He can get gone. See ya. Got yeah. nothing. Go take some snaps. Yeah. Elsewhere. <laughs> Not here in Atlanta. You ain't got to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Can't stay here. And at that point, I, I have to imagine that they'll probably at least bring, you know, Contreras back. To back up, I would imagine. I I don't know, but I don't know. I think vote is fairly serviceable. I mean, he doesn't hit any better. So uh, that's the question: is what do you do? Are you are you because Contreras, if he can if he can play at the backup level, you want him to be up. But do you though, or do you want him playing every day and developing? I don't. I don't think he's going to be any, any, any more than what he is. 
mainly because he's a career backup if he stays in Atlanta. Because Shane Langliers is the catcher of the future. Well, you so tend to think that. One or the other. He's either going to play every day in Gwinnett for the rest of his life, or, or he can come up here and be a backup forever, or we can trade him off maybe to Chicago, who really likes Contreras as who catch. So, um, going back to this Oklahoma-Texas, just a second, Ryan McGee. The SEC voting unanimously for and you and A and M publicly supporting the OU Texas edition is not a surprise. Ever since Mike Slive told his schools to stop with the out loud out loud fighting, they've all seen the benefit of that. But this would be a great night to own a liquor store in College Station. <laughs> because they only care about what they said before they went out. <laughs> and that's all I'm saying. Tonight can't say the rest of that that quote, but <laughs> anyway, it's Thirsty Thursday in College Station, and if, <laughs> and if you're around, I probably wouldn't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might want to get inside. <laughs> um, give us a damn Braves history. Oh, yeah, I almost forgot. Uh, July 29, 2008, in a surprising pre-draft trade deadline move. In a surprising pre-trade deadline move, the Braves and the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim swapped first baseman, with Atlanta sending former Georgia Tech and Texas Rangers standout Mark Teixeira West in exchange for Casey Kochman and minor league pitcher Steve Merrick. Teixeira was acquired with reliever Ron Mayhay at the 2007 deadline from Texas, with the Braves sending catcher Jared Saltalamacchia, shortstop Elvis Andrews, and pitchers Neftali Perez, Matt Harrison, and Bo Jones to Texas. Trait widely panned as the worst in Braves history. Yeah, you know, Andrews and Saltalamachia turned out to have pretty good careers. Yeah, and, and Teixeira, while okay. He was good in Atlanta, not great. Not he, great. He was awful everywhere else after that. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't good for L.A. He wasn't good for uh, New York. He was. He was done. He, yeah. Whatever happened in, in from Texas to Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta. Like I said, he was serviceable. But he wasn't great. But and it, and would have been nice to have Naftali Perez, Elvis Andrews, and Sotomakia for a while though. Yeah, Matt Harrison wasn't bad there for a little bit either. So yeah, tough trade for the Braves. They don't lose many. They lost that one. Yeah. Uh, that's one of my. I rem- I loved the Saltalamachia. That was that was one of the fun one of the most fun names that we had. And all name teams. Oh, no doubt. That's one of them. Uh Real quick sounds. They lose last night 6 to 2 to the Clippers and try again tonight 705 first rising park it's thirsty Thursday. So and throwback Thursday. So they'll have on the they'll wear the the, the swinging sounds jerseys. Have the swinging sounds jerseys on, and they'll be fun to watch. So go check them out. They did not get the walk off last night. They did sad. not get the walk off or otherwise. Again, <laughs> losing six two. So fall to forty two and thirty one with that loss. Columbus improves to thirty two and forty with the win. Seven oh five start tonight at First Horizon Park. I was trying to find out who's 
Uh, we're we're TBD on on the pitcher tonight. So, oh really? Yeah, we don't have a pitcher yet. So okay, there you go. That's what I was looking. Show for. up and see. There you go. Um, luxury suites are available tonight. Five hundred bucks, eight tickets, food and drink. Can't beat that. When we come back on the other side of the break, John Glennon of Broadway Sports joins the show. Talk Titans and Tanny Hill and training camp and all the words that begin with T. <laughs> so stick around. It's uh, almost Thursday evening. <laughs> We're so close. Stick around on the other side of the break. It's John Glennon. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. We'll be right back to the Lee Company studio right after this. Thank you for listening to the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast brought to you by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you'd like to hear us live each and every weekday, tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. on WKOM 101.7 FM in Columbia. Also visit www.sm-tnsports.com for the most comprehensive and timely coverage of high school sports in and around Southern Middle Tennessee. 